and we'll read something from Gibran. <clears throat> I once heard a learned man say, every evil has its remedy except folly. To reprimand an obstinate fool or to preach to an adult is like riding upon the water. If you do not understand your friend under all conditions, you will never understand him. Is there a greater fault that being conscious of others, of the other person's fault? Let me read that again. Is there a greater fault than being conscious of the other person's faults? Learning nourishes the seed, but it gives you no seed of its own. We had one thing to announce, and then we'll move on into the rest of the day. Uh, there will be an ILM gathering, dinner, and movie at Tom and Laura's house on Saturday, August 19th, starting about 4 o'clock. There's uh, some handouts in the back on the table if you're interested. Please pick one up, and it'll give you more information and a phone number to call if you need to get directions or further information about the day. It'll probably be the last gathering that they have at their house before they move to the new one. So if you want to visit their acreage out in Hipping Springs and and kind of connect with what you've done in the past there or whatever, that's great. And then uh, next time we all get together with, with them at their new house, it'll be a lot of fun. Very different, I can guarantee. Yeah, it'll be easier, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Want me to go? Yeah. I remember. So um, just to, again to let you be aware that next Saturday is when Jim and I leave to Hawaii um, for five weeks. So don't be jealous. Well, go ahead if you want. So again, the first week will be truly a vacation time just to really relax and rejuvenate and um, you know, just to fill ourselves back up in a way. And then the next four weeks we'll be over in Oahu with the ILM family over there doing just like we do here. So we'll be gone about five weeks and then we'll be back. And while we're gone though, um, the Sunday morning classes will continue to go on. Bill will be coming here every Sunday and probably Tom and Laura too. And they'll be holding a seminar just like we do now. The difference is, of course, it won't be live with Jim and I but it will be the same process of doing a meditation and um, playing a talk off of one of the tapes or CDs. Or, and I'll sometimes, Bill, um, will sometimes play the tapes and CDs we have out there. But quite often, I know Bill, he likes to be creative and give a nice uh, presentation of something that maybe he digs up that has gotten lost over time in the archives or takes something from somewhere that you may not hear as often. So just to put that out there for you. And you know, one of the things we always like to remind that it really is up to you to keep that movement of loving alive within you. And by coming to classes like this is one way to do that. One, it is a constant reminder that through your actions that you really remind yourself. And in those actions, you really do begin to open and experience that greater awakening and knowing of that movement of spirit within you. And that's one of the reasons why um, we've asked Bill to actually do the classes while we're out of town. In the summertime, we used to just take the whole summer off and literally not have classes for four months or so. And that was fine at the time, but we're finding now it's a greater support 
to just keep that energy going, to continue to have those classes every week, that it gives you a place to come and to plug back in, if you will. Because we all know how easy it is that when we get back to doing our regular day-to-day -day routines, it's just so easy to get caught up in that and lose our focus in holding our attention on the spirit within. And this is a great way that through your physical actions, by coming to class, you can continue to keep that door open for yourself. And if you don't choose to come to class, that's fine too. This is a place of freedom. It's called do whatever works for you. Support yourself. That's why, like on the website, we have the talks. That's why we produce CDs and books and tapes so that you can use those at any time to support yourself. And to me, the great value in hearing the talks, doing the guided meditations, reading the books, is that in that constant reminder, not only does it give us the teachings and the techniques by how we really can awaken to that movement of spirit, but also in that, we do awaken. Because truly it is through your actions, not just the information. We can sit here and you can listen to the same information over and over, and if all you do is intellectualize it and say that sounds nice, well, it is nice. But it's even nicer when you begin to apply the information, begin to work with the information, begin to live that information, so that that information is not just information, that it becomes a living experience, that it truly is a way of living, living the loving. Because truly we can live that loving all the time. But it does take a level of discipline, a level of action. It is a process of where you begin to train yourself to hold your focus on that movement of spirit within, at the spiritualized center where it resides. It's up to you. It's just like anything else in the world. Truly, if you look at everything in the world, it is simply a matter of training or learning. But how do we learn? We learn by repeating our actions over and over and over. How did you learn the alphabet? How did you learn how to read and to write? You had to learn letter by letter and then connect those letters and make words and then sentences and paragraphs and then stories. But it was a step-by-step -step process by which you need to keep repeating over and over. And through that repetition, then it becomes second nature where it's just automatic. We just know it. It's no different here on the spiritual path. It is a process by which you just keep applying yourself, repeating over and over, doing the meditation, living the loving, working with forgiveness, working with acceptance. And as you continue to do that over time, it becomes second nature. It becomes automatic. It becomes who you really are, because that is the truth of who you are. All you've done as a divine being of soul, as you've come into this world, is that you simply have come into the training grounds, into the school to learn the way of the world, to learn time and space, to learn about this realm, this aspect of God. And it's simply through your experiences over and over that you have learned what this world is and what comes with this world, physically, imaginatively, emotionally, mentally, and even unconsciously. Because you're aware that there's some part of you that you are not aware of, that you don't know. All of us can say, well, I don't know. That's what I'm talking about, is the part that we don't know that is the unconscious. 
But through the process of living the loving, we begin to awaken to the greater knowing where we truly do wake up and come to know. Come to know that greater truth that is spirit, that is that light of God, that is that divine spark of who we are as that light of God. So this is a place of learning. This is a place through repetition how you learn. You know, one of my favorite things is whenever you, you hear the word brainwashing and you hear about different cults and this and that and they brainwash this and brainwash that, if you think of brainwashing, it's not so bad because if you've got a dirty mind, you know, you might want to wash it a little bit and what greater way to wash it than through loving. So it's up to you to do that. You know, I was, just, I was actually seeing this in my meditation earlier this morning about how we can not only use words to mean something, but we can use the same words to mean so many different things. Brainwashing can sound like a bad, evil, controlling thing, but in the way I just phrased it, it sounds like, hey, that can be good. That be can cleansing, purifying, washing away those elements that are negative, that are distressful, that are whatever you want to say in that way. So it really is about the perspective. But it's up to us to train ourselves. This is a path of unconditional loving, a path of freedom. It's not a pathway by which anybody or anything, unseen or seen, is here to control you, to tell you what to do, how to live, and how to experience. It is simply by sharing and participating that we have our own experience, that we discover for ourselves how to live, that we, through our experience, come into the greater knowing of what is this thing called unconditional loving? What is this thing we call freedom? What is that? That's the journey. That's for you to discover. Jim and I are not here to tell you this is the way it is. We're here simply to share, to say this is what we experience. This is what we understand. This is what we know. And in that sharing, we hope that maybe you begin to find little keys, little gems, that maybe as you begin to apply them in your own life, you also begin to awaken to what that is that we talk about here. We know we can't do it for you. We know we can't make you do it. But believe me, I'm not that, let's just say I'm too lazy to try to make you do it anyway, which makes it easier on me, and I like that. But that's also the freedom. There's no expectations or demands. It really is a freedom of choice. And so we're simply here to share a ways and a means so that you can begin to really discover through your experience that divine. So many times you hear Jim and I even say now, how many times do we keep repeating the same thing over and over with maybe a little different storyline and now you're probably beginning to hear similar storylines maybe even several times. Why do you think we do that? Well, what did I just say earlier? How did we learn the alphabet? How did we learn how to read and write? through repetition, over and over and over, and that's the way we learn. We know that's how it works. You know how, that's, how that works. So many times, there's a part of us that sometimes wishes it to be different, that somehow the spiritual pathway, we don't need a teacher. We should just get it. We should know God just like that. Somehow it's different than learning in any other way that we've done. 
I don't know why that is, but it seems to be a human condition that if anybody says we don't need a spiritual teacher, that's fine. And if you think about it, have you really learned anything in your life without some type of a teacher, whether it's a parent, a sibling, a school teacher, a mentor in life, an internship, whatever it is, learning takes place with one another through an action of that movement of loving. But sometimes we may look at that as an action of the mind, an action of the ego, an action of another human being. Sure, that takes place through another person, but if you really think about it, that other person doesn't do it for you. They simply present it to you and show you over and over, and that's how you learn. It's you that is doing the learning. Nobody's making you, or sometimes it seems like they are because they're wishful and wanting to do that, and that you get it, and that's just part of this world. And guess what we learn with that? We learn about expectations, about control, about what other people want from us, what they don't want from us. That's part of the learning here. But the key is not to make that wrong, just to know that that's how this world operates. And what we're here for is to experience all these different things that go with this world, through the mind, the emotions, the body. And it's all okay. It's all simply here to experience. And the key is the experience, because it is through that experience that we learn. And the more we keep experiencing, the better we learn it. It's true for anything. Practice makes perfect, right? So if you want to learn the good, you want to learn the bad, it's the same process. You want to learn how to be loving, you want to learn how to be vengeful and hateful, it's the same process, repetition. It's repetition. So it's up to you to choose, to keep repeating, so that you really learn, that you come into the greater understanding and knowing. And so we're just here to support that, to inspire, to educate, to give a direction. One of the things that I heard Jim say about two weeks ago, and I remembered it very clearly, and that's why I remember it even now, and I want to talk about that a little bit, is I remember at one point a couple weeks ago when Jim said, at this point, I think I've laid a foundation and have clearly explained about this pathway of initiation, of light and sound, of liberation, of loving, and all the different names that we call it, it's all the same thing, that in that, over the last few years, we have really shared in great depth what this pathway is, how it works, what it's about. And so in that, in that sharing, I know when I heard Jim say that, that there really is nothing more or nothing new to share anymore. But we do know there is plenty more to share. There is plenty more to do. But it's the same sharing. It's the same doing. It's the repetition. That is the solid foundation. Spirit truly is always the same. Always. Spirit is loving. It is the same. That never changes. Everything else does change. Our physical experiences, we change our minds all the time. Our emotions are always changing. Those are the realms of change. The path of spirit 
never changes. It is always the same. The loving is always the same. That is solid. It is a solid foundation. And we can talk about it, around it, in it, in every way we can talk about it, it always stays the same. The only thing that changes is maybe the words we use. But we know that as we talk about it enough, eventually you'll grasp it. You'll get the inner experience to truly know what that is, what that loving is. Just this morning, Jim and I were having a conversation around this. And one of the things we both said, you know what would be good to really remind people of is all the CDs, all the books, all the audio talks on the website to listen to them over and over. Don't just think because you heard it once, that's it. No. If you really, really not a want to just get the information, but to really begin to have the understanding through your experience of the information, listen to it over and over. Go back, listen, apply, live, experience. So many times in the repetition, there's a part of us that will get bored, that will fall asleep, say, oh, I've heard this one again and again and again. You know, maybe I won't, well, I'll show up anyway, just in case they say something new. So every now and then, we'll throw something in there to say something new, maybe keep your interest, which is fine, which does keep it more fun and light. That's part of the reason I like to joke around. Makes it a little more entertaining and enjoyable sometimes because we all know how heavy life can get. So why not have a little fun? Keep a little lighter. And in that, it's easier to learn. Because when we're having fun, when we relax, we're more receptive. We're more open to really get the greater understanding. Because the greater understanding is not through the mind. It is beyond the mind. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom is spiritual knowing, not intellectual information. And if you are really listening, every week we get together like this, really listening, beyond the words, listening to the inner sound, that inner movement of loving. That's what it is that we want you to get. We don't want you to get the words. We want you to get that movement of loving that is in the words, that is behind the words, that is giving the words to give direction so that you can really move into the experience. I know for myself, when I come to these gatherings, whether I'm sitting there or sitting here, it doesn't even matter, that when I allow myself, just as we do in the guided meditation, to just go centered and focused right into the seat of the soul, that I really do experience that movement of loving that we talk about. And even when we're talking, like I am right now with my eyes open, I still am aware of that movement of loving. That is always the key here. So if you get bored because we say the same thing over and over, or you've heard the story more than once, or even three times, or whatever it is, let go of the boredom. Let go of that part of you that says, I've heard this before, and go for the inner experience beyond the story. You know, when I started coming to these classes when they were on Tuesday nights, 
um, I started in the beginning of 1997, that's what I would always do. I used to call it my open-eyed meditation. I'd come to class because of the focus in all of us here together, focusing on the divine, I was aware of this great dynamic energy, maybe more so than I experience on my own when I meditate. That's one of the things I loved about coming to class. Because I'd experienced this greater fullness because of all these other souls here gathering in the name of love. That that would feed me, fill me. And I would come for that. So I would sit here so still. You've even seen me do it now when Jim talks. I'll sit here and look. And you notice I hardly move because I'm so still holding the focus on spirit rather than all the physical and emotional and mental because I want it so much. I want to awaken in that greater way. And that's part of how you will awaken more is to have the longing, the desire that you want that so much more than anything else in your life is how you'll get it. If you could care less about this, well, you may tap into it and have an experience here or there. That will happen if God wants it to happen. But I know when there's a true, sincere desire within you that you really want it, that's part of the journey. That's part of your effort. It is in your longing for God that you begin to open the door within you to invite God in. Just as in the beginning of the meditation, when I said, invite God in. That was up to you to open that door and invite God in. But I know the greater the longing and desire to experience God in that greater way, the wider you will open that door. So open the door. Be willing to keep opening it, keep walking through it. Don't let anything in the world, the words we say or anybody else or your own thoughts or your own feelings get in the way of that. It was really fun. I could feel it this morning before even coming here and then we got here and seeing a bunch of people I haven't seen in a while or new faces. I can feel this personal part of me right in my solar plexus start to get a little nervous, start to tighten up going, oh my God, this is new, somebody new. That little nervousness, like this is a new experience. I hope I do okay. I hope they like me. I hope they, you know, all those things that we do within ourselves. I could feel that going on inside of me, my own personal personality process called Brian and what Brian does. I could feel that going on inside of me. And I know what that is now, and that little bit of tension in there going, oh. You know, in the past, though, when I would feel that, it used to scare me. I used to step back from participating because of that feeling. But every time I stepped back, I found myself going into separation, into reaction, into depression, into irritation, anger, sadness, all those emotions. I would get upset and I could not understand why am I going through this? What is this? Why is this happening to me? God, are you punishing me? What is going on? I really didn't know. But then through gentle nudging, encouraging, a poke, a prod, Jim always encouraged me, take an action step, step forward. Move through your fears. Move through the, fear, the nervousness. Just do it. See what happens. Maybe it's not as bad as it feels like or what you may think. And so through those nudges, through those encouragements, 
through the gentle loving, I relaxed enough until I started to step into and through the nervousness, through the fears. I didn't even know what it was I was scared about. But as I started moving forward, then I started to know what it was. And in the knowing, though, I realized, how ridiculous. This is silly. And I stepped through it, and then all of a sudden, hey, why was I so nervous? What was I so scared about? This is easy. And now that I'm in it and doing it, it's actually kind of enjoyable. I like this. I can't believe I held myself back from really participating in this greater joy, in this greater loving. And believe me, when I got into it, it was so much more comfortable than hanging out outside of it or walking up to the door and experiencing that nervousness. So to this day, I know whenever that personal part does that, and this is where I always feel it, this is where probably most of us feel it, is in the gut, you know, that gut feeling. Well, be careful if all you do is pay attention to the gut feeling because sometimes it's holding back your greater experience of the loving. But part of what helped me to step through these feelings inside of me that used to hold me back was the action of loving. I began, as I was in meditation, to love that part of me, to literally tell that part of me, just as I would with somebody out here, to say, I love you. I started saying that to that part inside of me. Because See, I, I keep doing this because this is where I physically feel it. So that's where I would focus my attention and just say, I love you. I love you no matter what this is. And I want you to know that. I love you. And I'm going to keep moving forward in loving. And then as I kept doing that, over and over, remember repetition? <laughs> as I kept doing that over and over, that would start to come to peace. It would start to quiet down. And then as I move forward beyond that disturbance, then the greater fullness of loving all of a sudden started to flood through me. And that's when the greater awakening spiritually took place. Because I finally, through my actions of loving, that part of myself opened the door to allow God's loving in in a greater way. This is a pathway of personal responsibility. When you take the actions to take care of yourself by loving yourself, you open the door to allow that greater loving of God into you. And then it gets really wild in a wonderful way. Because when you begin to experience that greater journey beyond your own body, beyond your own mind and your own emotions, that journey is absolutely magnificent. But in order to get on that journey, you've got to do the inner work. What is the inner work? All the time, what do we say? Laugh, L-A-F, loving, acceptance, forgiveness. Just as I was sharing, I love that part of me. And when I had a hard time loving that part of me that it just seemed, wouldn't seem to go anyway, I started to forgive whatever those fears, whatever the nervousness was. I started to forgive my own judgments upon myself. I started to forgive anything and everything I could ever think of that I could not think of. I would just forgive and say, I just forgive everything. 
I would just keep doing that until something would move, until I experienced some type of movement different than what I was experiencing as far as this disturbance inside. So as I did the loving, as I did the forgiveness, and as I did the acceptance, because you see, part of it is I used to judge and get so upset with myself because I was experiencing these things that I did not like. And it was part of that judgment of not liking those experiences and why me, why this, that actually closed the door, that it kept pushing, kept resisting, that as I started to accept, okay, you know, well, this is what's going on for me and I can't seem to change it. When I finally gave up trying to change it, trying to make it change, and just moved into acceptance of, you know, this is what's going on, and it's okay. I am not going to judge it anymore, because obviously that doesn't work. I've done it long enough, I've done it enough, and it's not changing it. When I came into that greater acceptance to let it truly be okay, what I was experiencing, good or bad, of course it was only the bad ones I would judge, but when I let it be okay, even the bad experiences, is when all of a sudden it would start to relax. That's why I learned about acceptance, was just to make it okay. It's okay. This is what I'm experiencing. There's nothing wrong with that. And then by taking the judgment off, it just would relax. And in the relaxation, all of a sudden, the movement of loving started to flow again. So loving, acceptance, forgiveness, they all work, but sometimes not all the time. That's why we give you three different things to work with. Because if one's not working for you, try one of the others. But it's up to you to work it. And how to work it. We share these things, but also we want to explain how to use these keys, these tools. Because having the information is one thing, but then knowing how to use the information is another. And if in our explaining and saying these things to you, you do not understand that, but you know inside of you this is something you really want to do and begin to apply more and more in your life, ask. Ask us in the group. Ask us one-on-one. -on -one. Write us an email. However it is, reach out and ask. Say, you know, I, this is something I heard you said, and inside of me it rang a bell, and there's something there for me. I know there is, but I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to use this in my life. Could you explain to me? Could you assist me in maybe beginning to show me how I can begin to apply this so that I can get the benefit of what it is I'm after by using this tool, this key? That's the other part of what we're here to do. And plenty of you here that have been doing this, who do understand this, reach out to one another as well. That loving support is one of the greatest things we can do for one another, no matter how it looks. It's not about the words. It's about opening and experiencing the loving. And however you can do that, however that can come about, is however it comes about. Seek and ye shall find.
So it's in the searching, in the seeking, that you begin to find, step by step, piece by piece, the greater experience of that loving, of that divine. I don't know how many times I've even said just now, it's up to you. But also, even though it's up to you, know that you are not alone. You're not alone. This is not a path of isolation. This is not a path of aloneness. This is a pathway of participation, a pathway of oneness, a pathway of communion, of togetherness, first and foremost with God. But remember, God is in every one of us, just like that song. But when we really participate with the God within ourselves and the God within each other, that's the greatest support. That's the great awakener. That's the great service. I don't know anything better we could do for one another upon this planet. Sure, we need to know how to function physically, mentally, emotionally on this level. And also, eventually we need to discover how to function spiritually. A few things I'd like to share uh, this morning. One is what you just heard is a very profound sharing, a very profound teaching. It's interesting for me to be able to sit here and be with Brian as he's sharing. And I'm with him in so many different ways and so many different activities, inwardly and outwardly, even though I may be silent and, and really focusing on him there's a part of me that is so aware of so much of the movement of spirit in and around him, in and around me, in and around each one of us as the movement of spirit is taking place. Years ago when Brian first stepped forward and it became very clear that it was to, for me to begin to assist him to coming into the greater sharing action that he is to do in the world, to be a teacher, to be a way shower, to be one who initiates people on this path of sound and light. It was a real challenge for me to look at that and to see how was I going to do that action? How was I going to work with someone in a way that I would have never worked with anybody before? And Spirit just kept saying, it's through loving. It's just through the action of loving. It's just through the action of sharing and loving, being and loving, doing and loving that will allow spirit in him to come alive and to express itself in a way that it wouldn't otherwise. And today, in listening to him share and watching the movement of the Holy Spirit in the process of the sharing, I realize how profound this has become. To watch the clarity, to watch the movement of the divine in and around him and through him and really in and around all of us as he is sharing is, is a great statement to me uh, 
that it truly is an action of loving. Just being in the loving with someone and holding with them and being with them and sharing with them in that loving action can transform so many things and create the space and the freedom by which somebody truly can become their spiritual presence, their spiritual essence, and express it clearly and fully. And that's not just for me with Brian, but that's with you, with yourself, and with you and your loved ones. Be with them in loving. Be with them. Listen with them. Share with them. Do action in loving in all ways that you can. And you will begin to see in your own life Maybe not instantly, but over time, you'll begin to see that loving coming into manifestation in your own life personally within yourself and within your relationships with others. And I have learned a great deal about this action of loving as Brian and I have sat together over these last few years talking, sharing, meditating, being together, doing together and witnessing with each other this action of loving and how it truly can live in and around each one of us if we will just ever keep choosing into that. And Brian shared very clearly about how to bring that loving forward. It is through that action of forgiveness, of acceptance, that loving truly can manifest into its fuller action, into its fuller expression within ourselves. And so if you find yourself in a space with yourself or with others in your life, in the physical, where you feel separation, shut down, not willing to participate and share with others, move then in that moment in an action of forgiveness, in an action of acceptance with yourself and with others, however that might be. And see if you cannot begin to open that door to allow the loving to manifest. Brian shared it very clearly when he talked about how the energy and the door shuts very tightly in his solar plexus. But all he has to do is focus into that place where the energy is shut down, where the energy has closed off, where the movement of loving is not taking place and hold an intention and a direction of loving and the action of forgiveness and acceptance into that area of a solar plexus where the energy has shut down and allow the loving to begin to transform whatever that is that stands between him and the Lord, him and the movement of loving at that moment through that action of acceptance, through that action of forgiveness, it opens the door. It allows the loving to begin to flow once again where it has shut down, where it has come to a close in its movement and expression. So one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Bill to look and see about making this an individual CD that Brian shared today. Because I witnessed something most profound. Anytime a spiritual teacher can witness a disciple stepping forward 
and living more fully the teaching and the action of loving and awakening to the divine flow and sharing that divine flow with others. It's a very profound moment. And I've witnessed it with Brian, and I've witnessed it with you all as well. And it brings me great joy to see each and every one of you, not just in the physical, and sharing with you in the physical about how your lives are unfolding, how your meditations are unfolding, but to also witness in the spirit, to witness you waking up, waking up into that divine knowing of yourself as soul, as spirit, as loving, as a child of God, to be able to participate with you in that way and to be able to witness that in you that is coming to the knowing that you are a child of God and being able to witness firsthand in the movement of loving that is God loving you and you loving God, you returning home once again. And so today hearing Brian sharing and witnessing the movement of loving that it came forward in such a wonderful way and then being able to at that same moment watch the movement of the Holy Spirit go through him and through his words and sharing and touching each and every one of you. And yes, I never turned and looked out here to witness that, but inside I witnessed it. I knew it because I witnessed it on the inner as well as watching it on the outer take place. And each and every one of you responded in your own way, received that movement of loving in your own way. And I would ask you to look and see wherever you might have found yourself in resistance in the moment, in his sharing. That's the place you want to go into your consciousness, into your awareness, and begin doing the action of loving, acceptance, and forgiveness at that place. Even if you don't know what that energy is, you don't have a name for it, but maybe you have now a location for it, where it is you felt resistance to that divine touch of God reaching out to you in those moments, through his words, through his loving, through his sharing. Pay attention every moment of every day and pay attention to those places where your resistance shuts you down, closes you off from being in your loving, that stops you from being the true being of soul, of spirit, of divine that you are. Pay attention to that and live into that. You are a child of God. You are the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. That's who you are. Why not begin to hold to that, to choose into that, even if it doesn't seem real right now, even if you don't really believe it? Why not do an experiment and just say, what if I am? I'm going to do a few things over these next few days, these next few weeks, 
and see if I don't begin to experience that more for myself. One thing that I found for myself where I began to wake up as a child of God. Boy, I'm just so emotional today because the loving is so present. But that's okay. I'd rather be in the loving and the emotion of it than not to be in it. One way that I began to really wake up and to know that I am a child of God was to begin to personalize my relationship with God. Not to have him somewhere out in the universe, but to wake up and know that God dwells within me as my soul, as the divine light within. And one way I did that was I took a prayer that many of us are very familiar with. And that's the Lord's Prayer. One of the apostles asked Jesus, how do I pray? How do I pray, Master? What do I say to God? How do I pray to God? How do I talk with God? And Jesus said it very simply in the Lord's Prayer. And for years and years and years, I would pray that prayer to create an environment inwardly, to create an environment around me, to create a place where I could hold my attention to my loving of God and God's loving with me. And then one day I realized that in speaking that prayer, I was still focusing out there on God, our Father, which art in heaven. And I was still making it more out there about something other than within me and about me and my relationship with God directly. So I began to change the words in the prayer. My Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me this day my daily bread and forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those that have trespassed against me and lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. And it's amazing the difference. All of a sudden, you're not focused out there, but you're focused in here. And it's a direct conversation between you and the Father, between you and the Lord. 